This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum, the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane Limited, and the CountrySquireOnline.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey. hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How you doing? Now? You know, I'm doing pretty good. I'm smoking <laughs> this uh, exquisite uh, Icarus pipe from our friends in Nashville at Briarworks. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, drinking uh, an unnamed beer out of my Country Squire mug yeah. and uh, hanging out with you. <laughs> unnamed because... Uh, I don't want to be judged. Well, we, we got a little judged, actually. Somebody <laughs> somebody caught the... Uh, I was drinking some of your, your house ale, so to speak. Yeah, the house ale. Doesn't that make it sound sophisticated? It does a little bit. Uh, just uh, what, you, what you had on tap here. Squire house ale. <laughs> it's like the stuff you mop off the floor. <laughs> look, man. When it's free, you no, don't No, look, complain. it's free. And, you know, it, you, if, you know, I haven't eaten a lot today, so I want to keep it kind of light. Like uh, like a Miller, or a or a you know, or a Bud, or I don't I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> hey, don't we have some announcements or something? Man, we got a lot of stuff going on uh, in the world that we are currently residing in. That is the world filled with all kinds of pipe culture. But first, we yes, want to actually give a big thank you. Last week, you know, we had Timothy on to talk about pipe smoking in seminary. I'm glad he could come on. Oh, yeah. absolutely, man! It was so great to have him on the show. I, I, I think I told him then, and I, I believe I'm correct. We hadn't had him on in I, I want to say a year. Has it been that long? I mean, it feels like it's been a long time. Of course, that's horrible. You know, it, it has become something of a uh, holiday tradition that we have him on around yeah. that time of year. Uh, mostly so that you can take an episode off that time of year, which uh, well, and so so that we can both kind of take one well, off. But you know what's nice is you know Timothy now uh, this spring will actually have worked at the Squire for three years now. Is that right? And that is that is just under uh, a year. Let's see, I I have worked here now. This spring will be four and a half years. So I mean, Timothy's been a big a big part of our shops. You know, kind of being reestablished and, and and coming back online after a lot of family changes and structural changes and stuff. And man, he's he's a big part of this thing. No, this so, era, uh, yeah, I mean, he's 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 been a major component in this very, era of the country squire. Very thankful for him, and he's one of those people. You know how we, uh, if if you work in retail or if you ever have, you got to be real careful who you work with because mm-hmm. you're always dealing with inventory and money and you know. It, just cash and your friends are coming in wanting to buy stuff and people asking for favors and timothy's one of those people that when he's here i feel like i'm here like i like like right, when, when right. he's here i feel like i might as well be here and that is just such such good praise for him I, and uh anyway so just just a great guy and uh man I, i'm very thankful for him well, awesome yeah no man we love timothy and uh the great thing is even though he his presence hasn't necessarily been felt in such a long time uh, I feel like he's 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 a crucial component to the uh, the gumbo that is Country Squire Radio. Well, as well, look, when people come to the Squire, they they want to see three and four people. They they want to meet you and me, and they want to meet Kim, and they want to meet Timothy. And you know, that's just that it, someone came in the other day. They got to meet Timothy, and they're like, "I've completed the traffic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me happy. That's awesome, man. Well, big thanks, of course, to him. And uh, for those of you who only. Uh, check out the YouTube channel. That episode is exclusive through the podcast channel, so be sure that you uh, go on, find the podcast, and listen to that particular episode because it was really, really great. Yeah. Uh, another thing I got to mention is, uh, you know, this last past week, I think it was, uh, my wife gave me as a gift, a Christmas gift, yeah. a surprise trip to New Orleans. Hey, man, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, That's it was great. awesome. It was, uh, it was kind of a one-night deal. It was a lot of fun. Oh, uh, so you've already gone. I've already gone. Okay. It was a lot of fun. And uh, so, you know, as, as I like to do, uh, you know, whenever I travel anywhere, uh, I tend to uh, check out the, the local pipe shops. Right. And, uh, you know, New Orleans historically, at least uh, in, in recent history, has really been more of a cigar vibe. I mean, there are definitely some pipe presences, but but not not heavily. Mostly you're looking at cigar shops. Yeah. Um, but I still like to kind of pop in and ask about pipes, pipe tobacco, that sort of thing. And uh, and I, I happened to stop into one particular shop that's right off of Bourbon and uh, met a guy, Joseph, who's actually a listener to the show. And, uh, dude, we got to talking. And uh, he was, he actually had, you were talking specifically about how you are uh, kind of in love with aged Christmas cheer. Yeah. And uh, he happened to have with him, and he actually bagged this for you as a gift. Uh, Dude, this is clutch. Some 2001 aged Christmas cheer. That is out of control. (laughs) So this tobacco was like, I mean, that, and, and, and according to this slip, now I have to go back and look at the 2001 blend, but... This said it was from a 1995 crop of Virginia. Can you believe that? Which, dude, that's incredible. Man, I'm looking forward to, to trying that. I bet it's going to be so mellow, it uh, may just take like 
I don't know, straight up sugar. <laughs> man. man, that's going to be great. Uh, well, to, to Joseph in New Orleans, thanks so much, man. That's absolutely, very, very man. kind. Yeah. He, was, he was also kind enough. He gave me some uh, uh, Royal Cajun special, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, that's from McClellan. Now, I know on a tobacco talk at some point in the past few months, we uh, featured the Royal Cajun Dark. And, uh, man, that stuff is so good. It, uh, it, I don't know about this special here, but uh, the dark, I know, is uh, it, it's, it doesn't have Latakia in it, but the way they process the tobaccos in there, the Virginias, it's, it's got this smoky, rich, velvety element to it that it, it makes you think of an English blend. It's really yeah. fascinating. So I bet, I bet you'll love that. Well, I, I, you know, I'll be enjoying it, actually, uh, in, in the coming days. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. be back on the road, actually, heading up to Las Vegas uh, this week. By the time this podcast actually goes live... Uh, I will actually be in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, better known as CES. Dude, that's exciting, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, me and my business partner, we're, we're uh, making some announcements for our, our podcast player, Satchel, there. We'll actually be uh, featuring at a booth, which really excited about. Uh, and hey, if you are a listener and you're in the, either in the Las Vegas area or you'll actually be attending CES, uh, let me know. I'd love to meet up with you and uh, and have a pipe. That'd be, that'd I, wonder be a many, I wonder how many people at CES are familiar with pipe smoking. I mean, look. I mean, you, that seems like in your mind, initially, you would think, you know, that would be kind of contradictory, but like, no, sir. I mean, here you are hosting a pipe podcast and, you know, look, and, and you're going to be the star. You're going to be the star there, baby. The star. <laughs> well, look, there's a lot of coders out there who, and they've written into the show yeah, talking no, specifically about how the pipe has impacted them. We've heard that a lot, especially coding. even through our, uh, our, uh, pipe culture, pipe culture series. Yeah. That's right. Oh, absolutely, man. Well, man, have fun out there. I, um, you know, there's a lot of trouble to get into with, uh, at, at, in Las Vegas, but, uh, our buddy Briar is going with you. That's right. And, uh, and, and if your name is Briar, you, you're, you, you just know you're gonna have fun. So <laughs> what I told him, I was like, look, buddy, bring your pipe. Cause we'll, uh, we'll go have a pipe at some point while we're there for sure. Uh, but yeah, you know, pipe culture is a great thing because uh, there was a big moment in pipe culture this last past week. What's that? The return of uh, the a king. Oh no. man! Well, to some extent, actually. <laughs> uh, so Sherlock, the BBC series. Uh, you know, we've talked a little bit about it actually yeah. back when we did our uh, its elementary uh, episode with uh, the folks from my hear of Sherlock everywhere. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about how this series has taken right. a modern. Uh, a modern version of Sherlock Holmes and Watson and retold a lot of these classic tales yeah. in modern times with kind of a modern twist. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic show. I mean, the series is just, if, if you've ever watched like one episode, you are hooked for the entire I'm thing. I'm not as familiar with it as you, but I mean, I, I, I hear over and over that it's a, it's a really well done thing. So good, man. I, I, I cannot just encourage you enough to check it out. But I mean, the atrocious thing about this series is that they, in an, in an attempt to quote unquote modernize Sherlock Holmes, they took away his pipe and gave him uh, nicotine patches. And that's, that's disgusting. I know, <laughs> I know. And it's not even like he used to smoke a pipe and now he's doing the nicotine. Like he right. used to, like they make him a cigarette smoker. It's very frustrating. Have you heard those people in Mississippi that are like, Hey man, can you give me a plug of that dip? I'm, I need it to get off the patch. <laughs> That's a local thing, he, right he, there. He need, he needs cigarettes to get off the patch. Right. I'm just saying, like that they, they can you can abuse them. <laughs> Look, one way or the other, his arm is just lined with patches. Sherlock <laughs> needs his pipe. I mean, we've talked about this before. If it's a uh, if it's a tough case, it's a three pipe problem. Mm-hmm. Of course, that can't be the case if he doesn't have his pipe. But anyway, this last past week they aired uh, the Sherlock Holmes uh, Christmas special yeah which took place they they marketed it as such that it was taking place in the victorian 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 era right uh with the more classic sherlock holmes which meant of course the return of the pipe of the pipe and mm. uh and so in fact we actually did see as part of this series he actually did smoke a pipe twice that's good not nearly enough honestly for my taste right uh but but he did actually the first pipe he was smoking was a clay pipe okay and uh that's and then, interesting yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good the last pipe he smoked was a briar pipe in fact the briar pipe that he was um and all the promotional images they kind of showed him smoking a briar pipe uh and that was kind of the featured in like the last i don't know five ten minutes of the show okay okay that that's that's great. Yeah, it was good. In fact, actually, when he introduces himself to Watson, he says specifically, you know, I live at you know twenty one two twenty one Baker Street. Right. I smoke a pipe and I play a violin. Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> you know, it's really it's really great. But this was the thing that really kind of caught me. I, I don't know if off guard is the right word. That stood out. It, well, so I'm watching it, and all of a sudden, like right when the thing starts, they talk about this case 
where the victim was a country squire. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? Because we were live tweeting the thing. And I was like, did, yeah. did they just say country squire on Sherlock? So the, so the, <laughs> so the victim in the case they were trying to solve? They tried is, that, to, is that right? They were trying to was kill a country us. Squire? They were trying to kill us, John Davis. Dude, I don't know. I, I mean, I kind of feel victimized a little bit. I felt victimized when they loaded him up with Patches instead of a pipe. Well, I'm but telling I mean, you, man. Patches is the name of a dog. Uh, dude, that's, that's incredible, man. Well, so so we got so we got not only the pipe shout out, but, right. but the country squire got a shout out. Well, you know, I think that's I mean, the in only, our mind. In my mind, we did. I mean, surely that can't just be a coincidence. <laughs> Someone there loves us, and I mean, if you love us enough, no, I'm just kidding. We <laughs> are internet celebrities, but not that is not that's not accurate. But that's I will really say terrible. this: I will say this. Um, I love I love the return of the pipe. Hopefully, as they go into the next series, you know. You got to realize that the pipe is actually part of the modern era. I, I think actually a Sherlock Holmes would actually, in fact, smoke a pipe. Even yeah. even their version of the Sherlock Holmes, I think, would eventually go to the pipe. So now I, I think we just got a, a question in on Twitter. Actually, it, it, he said it was a uh, m- maybe a Peterson pipe. Did you happen to notice if that was the case? No, no. Somebody did actually. A couple people tweeted in uh, specifying the uh, the pipe that that he was smoking. Now I, I can't recall though if that was the. I guess that was would have been the last Ben pipe that he was smoking. Okay, okay. Uh, the first pipe was a clay pipe. It was a, a kind of a longer church warden. You know, the, we talked about it before, but those clay pipes where you actually break them down as you smoke yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it seemed to Old be... pub pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed to be kind of that style, although the bowl was gorgeous. It actually had kind of a, a pointed tip at the base. And it's a really, really cool looking pipe. Uh, Russ Hicks, Russ Hicks, our friend uh, in Savannah, Georgia, of course, says, um, you know, if, if the pipe was a Peterson, was it a P lip? And then he says, uh, roof bite, <laughs> right? <laughs> roof bite, uh, of course, uh, uh, you know, referring to the uh, roof bite that it gives you rather than tongue bite. So, uh, but we have lots of listeners that prefer the P lip. So, no offense to you. Yeah, of course, not. that's great. <laughs> hey, one quick thing I, I want to mention before we get into our subject too, yeah. Bo. Uh, man, we had we had a pipe pilgrimage today. Did we really? We did, man. It was really fun. I I, I was totally surprised uh, here. At the shop uh got in this morning uh right at 10 o'clock as i normally do uh, i need to put the opening hours on the shop as about 10 o'clock yeah yeah yeah. because because it, it goes anywhere from nine fifty-five to 10 15 <laughs> 10 ish yeah it should be 10 ish i'm all about uh, well, you know mississippi time is just it's just kind of relative you know uh <laughs> but <laughs> like everything around here right but uh never mind uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, I, I got here uh, and, and very shortly later had a couple of uh, diehard listeners from New Orleans, actually, uh, Joseph and Adam, two seminarians uh, at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Oh, you know, what? I think I met them at the uh, pipe show. They were at the pipe show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or, or I know, I know, I know uh, Joshua was. I'm not sure about Adam, but um, but man, these guys came up here, took a took their day off to to come spend with us here at the Squire. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just great. Had a good time kind of catching up with them, talking about their favorite blends and tobacco and, um, you know, and, and just introducing them to our local pipe scene here. So it was a lot of fun, man. It was, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of good mileage out of them being at a Baptist seminary, uh, smoking a pipe and being very proud of it. So, That's awesome. so, uh, yeah, yeah, that was, it was very refreshing. But, uh, anyway, for if Joshua and, uh, and Adam, if y'all are listening, uh, man, thanks for coming in today. We That's enjoyed so hanging cool. out. Yeah. I, at, one, at some point I would love some sort of like global competition yeah. of, uh, you have to get a selfie with each of us, with you, with me. And with Timothy, and once you've kind of once you've acquired all three, Met, then you completed the 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 uh, triforce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, that's <laughs> the, the, this is the way it normally works. I mean, people can always find you because you're right here. Except sometimes you're not. Yeah, you have like a real job and stuff. It's well, harder to find, pin you down. I, but, but at the same time, I travel a lot more. So typically, you know, I, I might be in your hometown. You never know. That's true. Sneak sneak attack. That's yeah. how I do it. No, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one last thing, too, is, uh, you know, we've been talking about it for the last several episodes that we've got a giveaway of uh, not one, not two, but three ounces. Three entire ounces. Country Squire tobacco that we will actually be giving away this very episode. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned till the end of the episode where we will be announcing it here. Uh, but in the meantime, we actually are going to do a little bit of talking uh, about the Army. No, 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 the Air Force. Uh, you know what? What was it? It wasn't the Marines. It was the Navy. In the Navy. <laughs> All right, so uh, Navy tobacco. Man, this is interesting. I, I thought we would take an episode to discuss. Uh, we'll just loosely call this episode something Navy tobacco uh, related. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you'll think of a clever name for it uh, on, on the uh, iTunes. But, you know, it, it, you, we hear regularly this stuff, Navy Flake, Navy Cut, Navy Tobacco, uh, navy roll, navy cake. 
Um, and, and so there have been questions like, what is the difference? What, what does that mean? Where does that come from? And what's the difference between a Navy flake and a normal flake? Or, you know, where, where does this concept of Navy tobacco come from? And, and what defines that? And, uh, you know, as I was kind of, uh, you know, reading and just taking some notes for this episode, uh, it, it, it's, it's funny to me. This happens so often, Bo, in the pipe world. But, you know, people ask us these questions, and you, you get in the pipe you know, uh, universe out there uh-huh. and there's absolutely zero agreement. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, you talk to these folks over here and it's, uh, well, Navy means, uh, that it's, you know, mostly barley and it's pressed into flakes and, you know, spiced with rum. And then you've got these folks over here that's like, well, no, Virginia's are also a Navy flake. And it really just means a flake that's with Virginia's and it's been pressed and, uh, it doesn't have to have any flavor. And it's like, what, what's going on here? And then you have these, uh, rolls that are done and all these things. So, um, it's just all over the map. You see the words Navy, Navy tobacco, Navy cut, Navy flake, Navy roll all over. And uh, I thought we'd just talk a little bit tonight about, you know, kind of exploring uh, what that means and where that came what from. What the various opinions are on it. Yeah, yeah. So we're not choosing a side in the war for the Navy. Uh, we, I, I might choose a side. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't right. know. We'll, we'll depend. All right. Yeah. What Navy do I support? So, so Navy be, so, all right. So Navy flake is something that I hear uh, referred to a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's referring to the specifically the the cut. Well, it, it is, and and to start a conversation about navy style tobacco, you, you really do need to go back to the beginning of flake tobacco. Mm. So you know, let's you know, let's kind of take a step back. We, you know, to 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 think about the origins of navy tobacco. Um, you know, these are tobaccos that developed, obviously, um, you know, during colonial times. Uh, think about, you know, anywhere from the 17th century uh, all the way through to probably the early 19th century. Uh, you had a lot of shipping going back and forth uh, from the New World to, uh, you know, the Old World, Europe, and, and even beyond that. And these folks were, you know, the tobacco, you know, during that, uh, you know, 150, 200-year time span, uh, th- this was a kind of new a new thing you know they kind of had to figure it out as they go along it's a it's an industry like the automobile that once it develops they you know it's uncharted territory so they've got to figure this stuff out but um you know for for centuries you'd had ways of getting things like meat and uh you know other perishable goods across you know a long voyage with you know what with keeping it fresh you know by using salt or you know, what other, you know, kind of compounds they would put on the stuff. I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, so they had to come up with basically a way to to uh, do the same thing with tobacco. But, preserve uh, it for the, to, the to length To preserve of time. it for the length of time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, basically at first, you know, you had uh, these ships. They would uh, stuff them full of tobacco. And, and, you know, by the time it got back to Europe, the tobacco was stale. It was uh, too dry. Uh, it just didn't have a lot of... Uh, what? This is what you're smoking over there in America? <laughs> you you Spe- keep bragging about the quality over there. This is pure trash. Basically the whatever jar. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it, it, it had, you know, probably the consistency of pine straw. Right. Uh, you know, so, um, you know, so these tobaccos, they... They realized they they just weren't able to get them across the ocean, you know, in a a, a very a, a shape where they were particularly desirable and consumable and all these things. So mm. so they 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 tried a lot of different things to get the tobacco from you know from point A to point B across the pond. They tried um, you know actually casing it in in just water, which I thought was interesting. Just putting the tobacco into huh. water. Um, they tried um, you know uh, taking it and actually surrounding it with tar which i thought was interesting Ooh. so uh, you know I, I didn't fully understand the description of this but in my mind i kind of had the idea of you know how um uh, tobacco or like cheese you can wrap it in wax sure yeah. you'll see like uh, every year mississippi state university they have these cheese balls that like people give out for christmas oh and it's stuff. the only good thing and, about mississippi state yeah. yeah oh it's one of the many good things but <laughs> <laughs> but they give away these che- these eat cheese balls you know and it's yeah. covered in the wax and you can get these fancy cheeses at the store wax so i kind of had this idea that you know they probably took the tar and tried to wrap the tobacco uh in it almost and, like a, like if it was the brownie style the like, cake yeah that's right okay. but but kind of wrapped in that but uh, you know, to seal the freshness in. And, and, and what they found is, you know, the by the time the tobacco got overseas, it was smokable as far as the consistency of it went. Right. But it tasted like, 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 tar. like asphalt. <laughs> right. Which is just delicious. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, eventually what they realized is if they made, it was interesting as I studied this, I found in multiple places 
uh, they called it a briny solution. And you can almost think of it as like maybe a simple syrup. But they they take water and sugar huh. and create this this briny solution that they would actually pack the tobacco in. Uh, and and what they found is that would keep it fresh over time. Interesting. Um, and so you know now you're also thinking about cargo. Okay, we're thinking about you know let's say British Navy, um, seventeen twenty five. Uh, you know, going from, you know, I don't know, Charleston, South Carolina to Dover <laughs> or wherever, you know, uh, in, in, in Europe. Um, you know, that, that tobacco is not the only thing on that boat. And so right. if, you're, if you're, you know, a captain of a Navy vessel or a quartermaster or whatever it is, you, you know, you've got to fit as much of this stuff as you can in the ship. And what they realized, uh, which I just thought was so fascinating— uh, is that they could take this tobacco and press it uh, to make it take up less space. Right, now, right, So, right. I mean, it's just like anything. Like, if you take a bunch of sweaters when, you know, when the uh, cold weather is over, you, you know, press them and so you put them under your bed so you won't see them again for another year. <laughs> right. You know, whatever, anything that you can kind of compact to, like, you know, make up take make take up less space. The, yeah. the tobacco had the same idea. So they, they'd press it as hard as they could to... Uh, you know, under all this cargo to take, you know, less space, whether so you put it in barrels or bales. barrels, or, you now have like five, ten barrels. Yeah, you, your goal is to pack it as tightly as you can, right. and it's not for any other purpose other than just to take up less space. Yeah. But what they noticed is that when that, combined with the solution that they would come up, this briny kind of sugar water, almost like a simple syrup thing, uh, when they mixed those two things together, the tobacco tasted just exquisite. It just, it, it tasted mm. so good. So mm-hmm. think about like, you know, a, a tobacco that's been, you know, cased in this stuff to keep it fresh. And then it's been pressed really, really, really hard only for the reason of being able to pack more of it in there. But, but, but then they noticed that it's just, it's even more delicious that way. That's awesome. And, and yeah. so, and so that's how the concept of flake tobacco started. Uh, not, not just flake tobacco, but also plug tobacco and rolled tobacco a, a lot of times i've got some tobaccos here we'll take a look at in a second but a lot of times these tobaccos uh, when you open up a tin you'll notice they're cut into little medallions and that's not on accident uh the the way a lot of these tobaccos were kept is they'd actually take the leaves of tobacco and 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 press them together with different you know varying leaves to give different flavor uh, they might coat it in some kind of rum or molasses or something just to make it taste good and stay uh, stay wetter for a longer period of time. And then they twist it really hard into basically a you know a log. So you're, this you're, is after they've packed and shipped it, or before? Oh, uh, this packing? is at before, almost okay. like a, like as in an alternative to uh, to pressing it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and and so they they'd roll it really really hard, and and then you know as the as the tobacco is consumed, you know, the only what you're supposed to do uh, is just take your knife and cut some of it off the end, you know, and you could take your, your roll of tobacco. Uh, a lot of times the, you know, sailors were actually issued a roll of tobacco. Here's your roll. Uh, here's your grog and your roll of tobacco. Yeah. And, and, and you know, so you, you take this, you take this roll and you could actually uh, clip some off the end and either put it in your pipe or chew on it. Uh, which is kind of fascinating. And a lot of times it was flavored with rum or molasses or some spice they had on hand. And so, you know, it was an interesting, interesting flavor to, to try. Anyway, having said that, you know, that's kind of the, the advent of, you know, tobacco being pressed and uh, rolled and any kind of plug style tobacco, something that's uh, cramped into a very tight space. Uh, that's kind of how it developed, Bo. And and it was all for the purpose of taking up less space and being convenient to access. But what they noticed along the way is that it made the flavor so much more, yeah. uh, so much more wonderful. And, and you know, that's not uh, just because it stays fresher longer. Obviously, the you know tobacco leaves have a better chance to marry uh, and to bleed into one another, uh, you know, as they go along. So. Having talked about that, so you've got you've got tobacco that's been pressed into flakes, or uh, you know into into big bales that are that then are cut into flakes, or or uh, you know or your your rolls that are cut into medallions or whatever. Um, what is a navy roll? Okay, well a, a lot of folks are like, well you know if it's a flake, then it, it's got to be a navy roll because that's how the flake developed. Huh. Well, no, you know I, in general the the consensus. tends to be a a flake tobacco or a navy tobacco is something that has been under some kind of pressure that uh you know whether it be you know twisted in a roll or pressed into a flake or a plug or something like that um and then sliced 
but you know it's got the component of rum or some kind of sweetener on top of it uh which was that kind of hallmark of you know the process of preserving it uh from the time it left the new world to the time it got to europe so it's a combination of the two it's, yeah. it's the method through which it's pressed but it's also pressed with some form of yeah uh casing some form of uh, th- sweetness th- th- think of a think of a sweetener yeah but but you wouldn't call this aromatic tobacco sure, or sure certainly sure, sure. i wouldn't you know when you think of aromatic tobacco you think of cherry cavendish or you know, vanilla. You give an aromatic a bag name by referencing cherry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, you know, this is not a, you know, vanilla cream or something like that. It's right, a, right. it's a real clean tobacco, but it does have this, um, it does have this casing right. element there, which is kind of interesting. Um, and, and and the casing varies from, you know, from piece to piece, and so, you know, just like any tobacco. Um, but but it is, it's both. It's the it's the it's the uh, packing of it, but then it's also the uh, addition of the flavoring of it too. So is that part of where the battle lines are, are drawn in that some people think that like it's because it's, it's pressed right there mm-hmm. um, versus the, well, it has to be pressed and flavor. Yeah. I think, I think there are people that just, you know, vary on, you know, kind of how you interpret that. The, the, the thing is it, it isn't made any clearer from the manufacturers that make this stuff, okay? I've, I've got a few of my favorites <laughs> here tonight, um, and, and and we're going to uh, shamelessly promote these tobaccos, and they're going to confuse us all at the same time. Oh, excellent. Uh, which is great. Uh, the first one I'll take is uh, MacBaron Navy Flake. Uh, this is delicious. Uh, it's our friends at MacBaron. They do such a good job. And, um, you know, you open the tin, it's just got a beautiful um, kind of gold foil in there and then just a real pretty... Uh, kind of strong flake. Bo, give that a smell. Definitely sweet. And the thing is, you, you know, you ask the folks at MacBaron, and this doesn't have any rum component to it. Um, now, you know, what are you going to find as far as reviews online? Uh, well, you know, it's got uh, rum and sherry and cinnamon and coconut and all these different things. But, you know, according to MacBaron, this does not have any any rum flavoring in it. Um, Which, by the way, this is not the... This is not the um the medallion that you're referring to before this is more of like a sheet that's press. right that's that's a uh that's a flake tobacco that's right. been it's been pressed into cakes and then sliced into flakes so uh and MacBaron actually describes this as a mild flake with the finest burly tobaccos uh with added virginias and cavendish so uh so it's interesting a, a lot of folks will equate you know navy flakes or, or navy tobaccos as being burly based uh, and, and so, you know, Mac Barron would kind of go along with this. Uh, but then if you'll look over your left shoulder, Bo, uh, you'll notice a jar. Can you pull that Stokeby Luxury Navy Flake down? Our friends at Peter oh, Stokeby. Uh, and isn't that beautiful? It's just yeah. so pretty. You look at it. And uh, actually, when this came out of the uh, the box that it comes in, uh, it, it's so pretty. You can actually see all the leaves that are that are individually packed on it. Did you um, put it in this container? Or did I did. It come like that? I That's sure did. Well done, because it looks like isn't that nice. It looks yeah. like I just walked into like the candy store at Christmas. I know. It's like you know, it's it's the jerky bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's so pretty. Yeah, I try when I put it in the jar. I try to leave it that way because it's just so pleasing to look at. But yeah, um, yeah but th- this is a tobacco. This is Peter Stokeby's Navy Flake, uh, luxury Navy Flake, and and they actually put a little perique in it. Uh, they say they put a, a hint of rum, but this is a Virginia-based tobacco, and and a lot of folks, you know, would say, well, navies are supposed to be burley-based. This is Virginia-based. Um, you know, a, again, it's going to have just a natural sweetness to it with that little bit of rum, uh, which I think is kind of fun. And then you've got tobacco uh, that's kind of out in left field, which you might not necessarily associate with navy flake, but that identifies itself with. This is uh, a Scudo Navy Deluxe. Uh, Escudo, of course, one of the uh, best-selling Virginia Periques out there, uh, and always has been. Uh, you know, and it's just just a delicious tobacco. It's actually what I'm smoking tonight because I couldn't help myself. <laughs> uh, but Escudo is great. You know, we talked about the um, the rolls of tobacco that were rolled out and then chopped into small medallions. Think pepperonis. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, so you know, you open this up and you see these little you know pepperoni yeah. medallions, kind of small twist-looking things, and. Um, and, and that's that's a scudo. It's a uh, real, uh, you know, kind of medium to full-bodied Virginia Perique blend. It's just got a real rich freshness to it. Can I ask you something? The, yeah. The the that cut where the the medallions is that is that customarily thinner than your traditional flake, or is that just because I noticed that the scudo particularly is a little bit thinner from anything else that we've seen? You know, I, I that's a great question, Bo, because I actually haven't. Uh, thought about that before but i would say on average it 
the medallion cut probably is a little thinner. Okay. Yeah. And that's based on no research at all. Well, I mean, you know, for me, one of the... Or just pure memory. I mean, flake tobacco is yeah. is not something easy that the beginner can just pick up and start smoking. Yeah, I mean, it tends to be for a little more advanced. Yeah. It's, it's, it's because of the way that it's prepped and cut. It's an excellent, delicious tobacco, but it's also a little bit trickier if you, you know, when you're yeah. uh, rubbing it apart and putting it in your pipe. Yeah. And so it, it, it takes a couple of, it takes a couple of flakes before you actually kind of get the hang of it. <laughs> you sound kind of flaky there, Bo. Ah. Uh, yeah. The Escudo also is mentioned as not having any, uh, any additional flavoring or, uh, you know, casing or anything like that. Um, now, now, as our friend Greg Peace would, would be quick to mention, you know, flavoring and casing and topping is kind of lurking in a lot of places. So, you know, we, we have to kind of take this with a you know grain of salt when folks mention that. Um, you know, it's like, oh, the, none of these blends have any burley in them. Well, burley's in a lot of places, so just get over it. <laughs> right. uh, the last one I'll point out, too, is this uh, Dunhill Deluxe Navy Roll. Uh, it's similar. You open this tin, Bo. It's actually a closed tin, so I won't open it because uh, I want someone someone to buy it. Uh, but but uh, you open this tin, and the the rolls in there. It's a, again the same kind of concept of medallion, but uh, but it's a larger one uh, than the escudo, and and it uh, describes itself as a hand stripped Virginia tobacco uh, from Brazil and Africa, married with Perique uh, from Louisiana, and then again no flavoring. So uh, this is something that is describing itself as a you know as a navy roll. Uh, but it's Virginia based with no flavoring rather than a, you know, burley based with rum flavoring. So, it, you know, it's just kind of all over the map here. I think the, you know, the common element there, you know, again, is going to be something that's pressed or has been under some type of pressure. Um, and then, you know, from there, it just kind of goes on. I, I I would tend to, you know, say it's going to have some type of sweetness. And, and generally that would be a rum or a molasses on there. Uh, rather than nothing, but um, you know, it, it's just open to interpretation, and uh, that's evidenced by our friends at uh, Dunhill and Escudo and um, Peter Stokeby and etc. I'm really looking forward to getting some feedback on this one, just because yeah. you know, because there is a difference of opinion, and uh, since you have chosen a side, that it makes it all the more delicious when the conversation occurs. Mm. So, uh, if you would disagree, I mean, write in, let us know what you think, and. Uh, John David will, as he would say, tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Bring the heat. No, man. We're look. thankful for all the other uh, armed services, too, and their tobaccos. Tonight, we just wanted to talk about the Navy tobacco. That's right. That's right. I wonder what an Air Force tobacco would be. Uh, isn't, isn't Pappy Joe, wasn't he Air Force? No, 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 no. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, say, he's no. Gonna, he's, gonna he's U.S. Coast Guard. Yeah. Coast Guard. Yeah, you, Coast you better Guard. be careful. All right. Well, Coast Guard should have a tobacco. Actually, I'm, uh, I'm sure they do. Senior Chief Se- is the Senior Coast Chief Guard. and Lighthouse Keeper, which you, you can get both of at the Country Squad. <laughs> uh, yeah, our, our uh, are in honor of the Coast Guard. Look, we've talked about a lot of great <laughs> tobaccos, and uh, yeah. you know the the wonderful thing when you've got so many tobaccos to choose from is uh, you know sometimes you need a good pipe, absolutely, to use while you're uh, while you're you know going through all of these different tobaccos. It's an important component, Bo. I mean, it's a, it's a crucial component. But but you know we've talked specifically about corn cob pipes in yeah, the past. Yeah. And, you know one of the things if you've listened to the show after a while you've known that we've always said that corn cob pipes are important to have as kind of like a as part of like almost like a toolkit. Uh, a tool in your pipes and, and make sure that you have it because it is so great to differ through different tobaccos Absolutely. and sample them uh, with your corn cob pipe. And I got to tell you, you're not going to find a better corn cob pipe out there than our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Absolutely, man. Man, I'm so excited. Missouri Meerschaum coming on as a sponsor of this show. And uh, we're really excited. What a great company they are. And uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about one of their pipes in particular. Uh, now, if you're familiar at all with Missouri Meerschaum, you know, we've actually did an episode specifically about the company. So we encourage you to go back and listen to that one. Uh, but they make exclusively corn cob pipes and they do so in such great quality and style that it's just unlike anything you've seen. They've got a series out right now called the Cobbit Pipes. Mm, the Cobbit Pipe. Now, if you know, for those of you <laughs> who are not aware of this, this is a combination, of course, cob, corn cob. And uh, and Hobbit. So these are very much Tolkien inspired pipes. Yeah, uh, they've got four, if I'm not mistaken, as part of the series right now. I I, I know they have three. They may have four. I, if I'm not. I think it's a dwarf. They've got one kind of uh, dwarven the dwarf, inspired. The, the Shire Hobbit the, inspired. The uh, the the wizard. And then they also have an elf. Oh, there's an well. elf. There's an elf too. But, okay. but what we want to talk to you a little bit about today is the uh, the the wizard inspired pipe. Now, uh, which is the larger one? Right. It is the larger one. Right. Actually, if you think about um, the MacArthur. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, the MacArthur Pike, this, the wizard is actually very similar, though not nearly as intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're Gandalf, you don't have to have, you know, a MacArthur Pike to be intimidating. <laughs> That's right. You're just kind of a big deal. Right. With, you know. But, I mean, in, in terms of size, <laughs> we're talking about, like, you know, a, a pipe, by, a MacArthur Pike, but like half that size. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, long church warden styled uh, corncob pipe. You have actually got one. I do, man. I, I I love it. It's uh, it it it's a pipe that's definitely worth having. You know, it's going to retail anywhere from uh twenty to thirty dollars. And these are pipes that are well put together. They have ebonite stems. Uh, the longer uh stem is going to you know certainly cool the smoke down. And um, man, it just it just gives you a great flavor. It's awesome. Well, hey, be sure if you've got the wizard, make sure you take a selfie with yourself. Uh, a selfie with yourself. That makes some sense. Make sure you take a uh, selfie smoking your wizard and uh, tweet it into us. Use the hashtag Cobbit Pipe, and uh, we want to see them. We'll be retweeting those out. So uh, we are really looking forward to seeing you guys rocking your wizards and also very much looking forward to having Missouri Meerschaum on as a sponsor for the show. Absolutely. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. Happy Joe says he's already been insulted by Bo tonight. Ah. He says air farce, really? Ooh, oh, come man. on. I'm Golly. sorry, Pappy. I knew as I was saying well, it but that then I was we've, wrong. I mean, I'm sure we've got some uh, loyal Air Force folks. That, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, might. I don't know. I We don't. Never mind. No. We the, don't. La, the last thing we need in this country is one more group pitted <laughs> against another group. So. <laughs> no matter what uh, what branch of uh, our armed forces. We, We're thankful we, for all of thankful you. Thankful and we salute you. <laughs> including Pappy Joe and our, our, if not our loyal, faithful, uh, incredible friends at the U.S. Coast Guard. Yeah, including, if not especially, Pappy Joe. That's right. That's right. Pipe Question of the Week this week is brought to us by Lane BCA. Ow! Man, that beautiful black cabin dish. You know, we love talking about this because not only is it a wonderful smoke all its own, it's actually a component that is used in several, several fine blends. I mean, if you're looking for somebody who knows what they're talking about, look no further than Mr. John David Cole here at the Country Squire Radio, who has blended how many tobaccos in your time? Uh, quite a few. And, uh, uh, quite, quite a few. And, and, and BCA does wonders as far as a blender goes. It smokes really cool. Uh, it's very versatile. It's got a real nice creamy flavor and that sweetness that American pipe smokers love. Oh, you got to get it. Got to check it out. And hey, be a little, uh, blend some on your own and uh, let us know how that BCA enhanced your experience. That's right. All right. This pipe question comes in from listener Frank. And Frank writes in, this is kind of a little bit late. Yeah, uh, but I, I think it's still <laughs> still relevant. I, I, I love the, uh, the 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 lateness, the tardiness of this question. Well, and you'll see what we're talking about. He writes, he says, <laughs> um, this may be a dumb question, but how do you wrap a new pipe as a gift? I know some pipes come in a box. Uh, I had a few Savinelli's like this. 
but some of the longer pipes with more unique shapes won't fit uh, into that style box. And I don't want <laughs> them rattling around when they shake. So, I mean, you're thinking about to, a long church warden pipe. To, to listener Frank, you, you need to go buy a really, really fancy pipe case at the Country Squire. Okay. okay. Something that costs you just hundreds of dollars. <laughs> and, and and then put that pipe inside the pipe case and, and then wrap that. Uh-huh. Yeah. This, it's so easy to wrap at that point. All you, right. You basically, you basically have bought your own little wrapping thing. You're joking, but and that's actually not a bad idea. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually, I never thought about that before, but you're no, right. No, you know, th- there's a variety of ways. A lot, you know, d- typically if you're buying a Peterson or a Savinelli, uh, Bouchot can, some of your, you know, more standard brand pipes, it's going to come with a box. But a lot of your higher-end artisan pipes, you know, oddly enough, don't come with boxes. And so, uh, or, you know, just a pipe like a, you know, our, our friends at Nirup or Nording, they, you know, typically are not going to have a box with their pipe. And so, you know, what do you do with that? Um, you, you have to get creative. And, and I, I've seen a, folks take a lot of different tracks with this. Um, the the My favorite one uh, that people tend to do is they wrap a gift in the shape of something else, like maybe a wine bottle or a book or something. But then when it's opened up, it, you know, is something totally different, like a pipe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I, my, 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 you know, recommendation here would just be to, you know, be as creative as possible. Um, you know, they, it, it, a pipe is a funny shaped object. And a lot of times you just kind of have to, you know, be okay with giving it as it is. But, uh, there's something, a little bow won't, uh, won't hurt on top of it. And, um, <laughs> You know, just, just uh, again, I, I, I'm, I'm partially fond of this, you know, idea of buying a really fancy uh, pouch or, you know, a carrying case, maybe that holds four or five pipes and then you have to fill up all of them. The retailer <laughs> at work right here. No. Well, one, one thing I will say, uh, the church warden pipes are particularly uh, difficult. And, and matter of fact, we had someone come in here today and they were like, show me your cases for your church warden pipes. Um, and, and we don't have any. And, you know, mm-hmm. they make some and they're out there, but. Um, the ones that are out there, you know, if they hold a church warden pipe, are not going to really be durable, protective, you know, basically. Church wardens are fragile. And yeah. so, you know, it, it's one of those things you're just going to have to get creative on how to do that. Um, I kind of wish someone would make a, uh, you know how you can go to the liquor store over here, or I'm sorry, as the uh, as the local elites call it, the package stoa. Uh, you can go next door to the. That's pa- a thing. The package store. I was uh-huh. on. I was unfamiliar with this. Oh no! You, yeah, wine it's, and spirits. I know. No liquors. You don't, you can't say liquor is too tacky. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> go to the package store, and that, you know they've got these these bottle these uh these you know packaging things that are made for liquor bottles or wine. That's bottles. right. That's I kind of right. do wish you know someone would make something like that for a pipe. Um, but anyway, a lot of times you do have to get creative, and um, yeah. Let us know your thoughts if you find anything. <laughs> hey, if you got a, a church warden for Christmas, let us know how it was wrapped. Yeah, good idea. There you go. You can actually uh, share that up on the Facebook page or just send it in along with your pipe questions of the week. CSR at Pottery.com. You know, Bo, one of my favorite uh, memories so far working at the shop, a, uh, a very good friend of mine came in and said, you know, you know, John David, look, I'm going to buy my husband. They, they had just gotten married a few months before, and this was like mid-December. And she said, look, I'm going to buy my husband this church warden pipe and an ounce of Longbottom leaf here at the Squire uh, for Christmas. Uh, and and, and I, she was like, you know, look, don't mention it to him. You know, obviously, just keep this secret that, you know, this is what he's going to get. Two days later, the husband comes in, okay, my buddy, and, and he says, hey, John David, please don't tell my wife, but, man, I'm going to get her this church warden pipe ah! and this ounce of Longbottom leaf <laughs> for Christmas. And, and and so they both bought these two pipes for each other, uh, almost identical church warden pipes. I both, cut my hair to give you this chain. I, I <laughs> sold my watch to give you these combs. <laughs> exactly right. And yeah. so they both woke up on Christmas morning and, uh, of course, had uh, identical pipes and identical tobacco. And I got these text messages rapid fire like, you think you're cute. Ah, you got two like, sales out of it. I have yeah. two sales. Why it was great. You? Yeah. But I, I, I love that. And I, that's the... Most my favorite uh, memory of a church warden being given as a gift oh, and that's a husband wife pair and they didn't even plan on it. That's so it's good. Pretty cool. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. All right, quick fire with the squire. Continuing our series from Mortensen Devi. Uh, all right, bring the heat. You ready? Yep. Surf or turf? Turf. Depend- Give me. I want red meat. Depends on where I am. If I'm on the coast, then definitely give me the surf. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, I I, I think on average, you know, I, we don't have the 
we don't have the fortune of living close enough to the water where you can see where it comes mm, out of. Catfish, so, but yeah, beyond I mean, that, yeah. It, that doesn't count. Uh, psh, yes, it does. It counts. I'm just saying. Don't you dare badmouth catfish that's, that's in not this si- Mississippi state but right But is here. that surf? Is it surf or is that like no, just. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Is that more like stagnant mosquito like uh like cesspool? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a different kind of turf. We'll put it that way. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, all right. So, uh, yeah, uh, statistically speaking, turf more over than surf. Okay. Avengers or Watchmen? Do you understand that I question? I love avenging stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, when I'm angry about something and I know I'm right, I avenging things is very important to me as a character trait. Yeah. Uh, so, so about. I'm, I'm going to go with Avengers. Okay. Um, yeah. So I if, also like watching things. If we're talking about the graphic novel, then Watchmen. <laughs> if we're talking about movies, then Avengers. Watchmen was fantastic. Have you ever read Watchmen? I love watching things, but no, 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 but, but. I have like five different watches. This is this. I, you know, stop I got it. this one on uh, bespoke. You stop it right now. It Look, great. I'm serious about this. You would actually the graphic novel Watchmen. Yeah. Like you would really love that. I'm 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 gonna have to get that for you. At some okay. Point. Okay. Uh, straight or bend? Uh, straight pipe. Yep. All yeah. About eight times out of ten, I'm a straight pipe smoker. Yep. Uh, Morta or Briar? Yeah, Briar, but. I sure do love my Morta. I I've sure been do love a, my Davern Morta. Man, I've been on a Morta kick lately. I've been enjoying my Rhino from uh, my Rhino Rocks pipe. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and it's a good it's, looking pipe. It's a it's a really freaking awesome pipe. So I mean, I, I can't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I've got more Briar than, than Morta to be sure. Uh, and then morning person or night person? Uh, you know, I I if I could pick like a midday person, I'd go with that. But but if I have to choose between the two, uh, definitely give me night. I'm definitely a morning person. Remember when we used to record this show at nine o'clock every so Tuesday morning? So much better. Oh my gosh! It was oh, so, easy. so great. Except I would get there like you know rolling in like, thirty minutes late. Oh, it's just terrible. Looking like, like you're hungover. Just constantly getting these berating messages from our our listeners on our, our and our watchers viewers. You know, it's like man, he's. This this guy just can't get it. My hair is wet, and it was when I was growing it out, so it was all nasty. And it's like it nah, was a I great just, way to start the day, man. It was I, like coffee, country squire. My energy level was like. I'd rather end my day here at our uh, at our local pipe shop. All right. That's just me. Uh, I, I hear you, man. And Night it's been, person. It's been a fun transition, so I can't I can't complain too much. <laughs> all right, great questions, Morton. We've got more of them coming your way next week. But if you've got some, send them in. CSR at potisteri Your thoughts. Your comments. Listener feedback. All right, listener feedback this week. We've got an iTunes review in from Dave in Lax, uh, LAX. He says, I enjoy CSR. I'm a longtime collector and I enjoy and can recommend CSR. I look forward to the show every week. So thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Dave in LAX. Uh, this next one is from, um, let's see here. Uh, Dan. This this next one is from Dan Kapuska, and it comes by email. He says, gentlemen, I'm writing, uh, I'm writing you from snow-packed Colorado mountains to tell you how much I appreciate CSR and both Bo and JD's passion for excellence. I called in to the Country Squire and spoke to JD and ended up purchasing some Second Breakfast and Rivendell and look forward to sampling them uh, though I'm sure they are brilliant. Uh, you both represent something rarely found in that you joyfully pursue what you're most passionate about. It is all at once inspiring and entertaining for the rest of us. As a fellow story lover, theology nerd, pipe sporting man of God, etc., I salute you, sirs. Man, Dan, thanks so much. And he actually, uh, this is funny, it's very timely, he actually called back in today all right. uh, to, to let me know just how much he enjoyed Rivendell and, and Second Breakfast. And, uh, man, that, that just made me... Uh, particularly happy. That's so, awesome. Yeah, man. so that was great. Dan, thanks so much for, for, for chiming in. Yeah, look, we love getting this kind of feedback from you guys. And, and you know what? We've loved actually getting a lot of feedback from you guys, including uh, from Twitter, from the YouTube channel and everything. And gosh, you know what? It's time to uh, announce the winner. Someone's going to win a bunch of tobacco. Yeah, not, I say a bunch is three ounces. I mean, it's That's not good. one. It's not two. But it's three. It's three ounces and of they, tobacco. They, they can have three ounces of one blend, or they can have two ounces of one and one ounce of another, or they, they can even have one ounce of three different blends. That's right, man. <laughs> All right, so are you ready? If we, ha- I was about to say if we had a drum roll, we'd do it, <laughs> but there you go. The winner is Bill Phillips. Bill Phillips. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Yep. Uh, at three ounces one of uh, Bill P on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you to everyone 
who subscribed and, and, and shot us a tweet letting us know that you did. Absolutely. And here's the great thing. You're all runner-us up because you all win weekly content from the Country Squire Radio YouTube oh, channel. It's <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> Look, stay tuned. We've got more things like this that we want to do in yeah. the future, in the very near future. So um, really uh, big thanks to Bill. Big thanks to everyone that participated. Uh, we still want to, of course, encourage you, if you haven't done so already, to head over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, if, if this is your first episode, you can actually subscribe to the podcast over on iTunes and write us a review there. Uh, we also encourage you to check out the Satchel Podcast Player, where not only can you listen and subscribe to the show, you can actually tweet us directly while you're listening to the show, which is a really cool feature. So be sure to check that out. Um, we also want to encourage you to tune in to the live show, which you can do. Uh, we broadcast live at 6.30 Central Time every Monday night. That is 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern. And uh, you can keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the Real Bo York on Twitter. I'm at John David Cole. And you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And, of course, the show's Twitter handle is at Squire Radio. Man, fun episode, dude! Great episode, I, yeah, good, great episode. We're in getting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, content and uh, interaction too with from our friends on Twitter tonight. It's good to hear from uh, man Portland Paul, uh, Hockter the Love Doctor, Pappy Joe as usual, John Griffin. Uh, man, just a lot of a lot of really good folks chiming in. So uh, our friend Russ. <laughs> uh, so yeah, thanks so much for uh, for doing that. Yeah, I'm noticing right now. Actually, John Griffin uh, he's posted out a picture of uh, he's got some frog morton, a nice long. Uh, church warden and some sort of uh, cocktail that he has put together there and uh is that tom collins what is that it says uh it's like whiskey pipe smoke and uh, country squire That's whiskey a good way to man yeah that, that, that dog will hunt <laughs> uh absolutely and, and and you know another uh thing our uh friend at the subcon portland paul he says uh you know uh, he's just having trouble getting into to virginia periques i was just uh here today at the shop with one of our most loyal customers and a really dear friend uh, and and he's a Latakia smoker, and if it's a Virginia, he doesn't even want to try it. So and and has been that way for a long time. Well, so fair enough. I get it. And then of course uh, we've got uh, John who tweets in. You mean you don't eat sushi when sushi when you're in North Dakota? And um, I, I that's a good question. I mean, do, you know, would you not eat sushi when you're in North Dakota because you can't see the ocean? Well, sushi's di- sushi. I wouldn't consider sushi surf. It's raw fish, right? But I mean, like. <laughs> For me, when I think surf, I think oysters. I think um, I think like you know redfish. I, you know, I think more of like a full fish as opposed to kind of little bits of pe- like sushi's raw fish, but it's also like little bits of fish. You know, I, I'm just willing to admit I probably have a double standard and would eat sushi in North Dakota, but not a piece of like amberjack. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, we both we both are uh, <laughs> double standards there. All right, man. Well, let's go have a night. See you, brother. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio. For more information on this and other shows, please visit Pottery.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.